Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Question This Life. It would be a good idea for you guys to go through the previously recorded episodes and look through the show descriptions and find some topics that you find interesting, the titles of the episodes, and that way you can kind of uh, find a way to absorb some of the things that you are into or some things that you might find interesting. And uh, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for being a returning listener to the show. It means a lot. It's cool that you're here. Even though there are literally 500 million plus podcasts in the world, you're listening to this one. So that's very nice. See how my voice shaked a little bit when I said this one? That's how much it means. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's like there are so many different ways of consuming content online and through all of these different platforms, all of these different aggregators. And actually, the thing that's hard to do is to stand out and to try and do something that's different. And the only thing that I'm doing, essentially, that's different is I'm going with the flow. I'm not allowing myself to get in my way of this. Um, I've had some experiences in we're going to go straight into this. So uh, I've had some experiences in the last few weeks that I've documented well, I've documented a lot on the previous few weeks episodes. And that is that I've been realizing on stage whilst doing stand up comedy, that the best times I have up there are when I'm being myself, whatever that means. And when I'm not just focusing on what I had prepared and the things that I had written and what message I wanted to put across today and rather just get up there with some ideas in my head, some jokes in my in the bag and a couple of potential directions, I suppose, things that I want to work on. But generally speaking, the best thing to do, in my opinion, at the moment, this is my frame of mind is to just go up there and to read the room and to look around and to absorb the energy of the people that are there and to comment on how I feel when I get up there, to say it to them like, wow, this feels X, Y, Z, or, you know, even having a little bit of a go at them if they're being very flat or serious when other people have gone up and actually, you know, delivered something and then got no response you know that's definitely their fault as the performer but there's no reason why you can't go up there and just be a little bit cheeky to them if they're just being very very quiet for the whole show um and that's that's helped me kind of get them going and get them onto my side and to sort of allow me the breathing space to just kind of settle into the moment and then start talking about a couple of things that I wanted to talk about And I I even had a a set last week where I went up, I started, um, it was, it was, okay, I'll set the context. So 
this was a particular show where you have two parts to your set. It's essentially a 15-minute set, roughly, split into two. The first half is your normal stand-up, or however, whatever you want to do. It's, it's basically open, seven minutes approximately. And then the second half is a startup pitch meeting. So you, you're essentially up there like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den, pitching fictional startups to the audience as the investors. Um, I, ha I found out about it on the day, so I had like two or three hours to prepare something. And I made one long idea just full of a bunch of wordplay and puns. It was really silly. And uh, I, I, I believed it in, in it enough that I was like, this could do okay. And it might, it might actually uh, resonate and hit some people. But I knew it also wasn't the best thing I've ever written. And I was, I was you, know, you know, very conscious of that. So... Um, I got there, I did my um, uh, intentions before I went in, I just kind of like didn't think about the the set so much, like what I what I was going to say, I didn't, um, I had I had a few like open, open-ended ideas for the stand-up part, the actual comedy, normal performance bit, um, I had like a loose structure in my head of where I wanted to go, but the most important thing was I wanted to comment on what the, what the vibe was, how I was feeling, what they were giving to me, what I was feeling they were giving to myself and the other comics, just trying to make this more of a, a conversation, a discussion, so to say, at the moment. And uh, I was the fourth on, the third person was the first person to really kind of get them going, get them laughing. And again, he's someone who's very experienced and he does that a lot. He just lives in the moment. The first two performers <clears throat> just never really got them on their side and never really um, cracked them, let's say. And it was a little bit flat. So when I went up, I just went up. And the first thing I did was I, I kind of gave them a little bit of a, a, a cheeky talking to in a very calm and slightly cunty condescending tone you know for comic effect trying to say like well it's nice to see that you guys have perked up a little bit since the the first half you guys are pretty dead you know just kind of commenting on that and that was already getting a little couple of chuckles because they were like oh these people were probably nodding saying yeah he he's watched and seen that the other two comedians really didn't get us going and yep he's also right that it's not a hundred percent um, their fault, but they are accomplice in that. And uh, it felt kind of, uh, it, it felt kind of like gratifying, I must say, just to say that and then to get these little smatterings inside the room. And then I was able to kind of say, so it went really flat. And I was like, is there some tension in this room? What's going on, guys? Have I missed something? And a guy to my right shook his head and he was like, no, no. And I was like, oh, no tension, no tension thank you. And then this person was like, shaking her head as well. I was like, cool. I knew there was no tension with you. We're good. Everything is all right. And then the guy who said no, I realized was a guy who I saw scrolling through his Instagram and looking around on photos while the last person was up. So I was like, I saw you weren't really paying attention. You were looking at your phone. And he was like, oh, and everyone, again, they, they're like immediately warming to the moment and, and laughing at the, the situation that's unfolding. 
And uh, I started kind of grilling him on his phone. And then we're talking about Tinder. I was saying, like, do you pay for the premium? What do you think of the perks? And all of this is just kind of naturally evolving into a, a conversation. I had no intention to speak about any of that when I first got up. And I've had moments where I've had that uh, vibe going with someone early on. Something weird has happened and I've just kind of gone into a swing. And then as soon as there's been a lull in the energy, I just go back to my pre-planned project you know whatever whatever it is that I was working on that day I'm like uh so my opinion on this is or the the you know observation about this da, 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 here's an analogy here's a wordplay whereas I know now that I need to just push into those moments and just allow the story a little bit of time to breathe and then it can kind of evolve into something else and that's exactly what happened the point I'm making is that I'm realizing that I can pivot from person to person whilst I'm on stage and just go one by one and even just answering things in a intention of not necessarily using a prepackaged thought or an idea or a joke or something, even just being there and answering a couple of questions and kind of proposing a couple of ideas presently in the room, your actual thoughts, your actual current in this moment thoughts that people kind of just tune in and then it allows me the moment to truly try first of all to, to keep going and to find what is going on in that moment and to sort of understand what's funny how how can we organically and uh, 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 unobtrusively create some funny right now but you can also look at it from the perspective of great now they're vibing with me we're on each other's side they want me to do well they appreciate they probably appreciate that everyone who's up there is up there to some extent or else they wouldn't be there unless they've been dragged along but still like they want to see something and then they realize like ah this person might give it to me because i'm vibing in with them because they're present in the room even though he's a little bit awkward and he's a little bit nervous and he looks kind of and he looks kind of odd, but uh, we're going to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt because he's at least present here in the moment with us. So um, that, that zone that you're in then allows you to try your jokes and to try to investigate ideas. Like I've had a, a lot of success with a couple of themes, a couple of ideas in the time I've been doing stand-up. And instead of just using the pre-packaged what I think is material of those jokes. So the the word for word that I have figured out works best now. I'm going back and I'm just investigating the theme again. I'm forgetting about that, the actual joke I wrote, and I'm just kind of binning that for the moment. It's still there, it's still in the back pocket, but is there another part of this incident or this theme that I'm finding funny? that I'm I'm getting some value from or that I'm being intrigued by? Or is it just what I had written before? Like most of the time, you can always find a way to make it better. So even the stuff that I've thought was tried and tested and tends to work most of the time, you know, it doesn't work every single time. It's not perfected. It needs some finessing. It needs some, some time, some effort. And uh, I think like, 50% of your set or 30% of your set as bettering existing themes and ideas and bits 
And then the other 50 to 30 to 70, depending on the fluctuation percent of your set, being uh, living in the moment and, and just having a conversation, getting comfortable with the people in the room and getting the ball rolling and connecting with them and opinionating and, and kind of being there. That's also just as important, you know, that's, I'm, I'm essentially just, uh, uh, how can I say this? I'm like re, uh, I'm integrating essentially what's just happened to me. And I know that there'll be people who are listening to this, who are thinking, you know, this is not quite exactly where I am. I'm way beyond. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've been through a hundred of those, or there might be people who are like, wow, I just started last week and I'm just getting used to being on stage, let alone, uh, you know, thinking about redoing material or being present or whatever. And that's it. Like, that's the whole, the whole effort of this endeavor is to find your own path and to keep practicing and keep trying it and then taking kernels of wisdom from your own life experience, from other um talented people and passionate people in your niche and then integrating it all back into what you are and who you are and what you're doing and uh, finding a way to grow that so Another cool thing that's been happening recently is uh, I've finally secured a different venue for this game show. I've also mentioned that a few times. I'm trying to, um, uh, I am creating a uh, comedy game show with a good friend and, and a fellow comic of mine. Um, he's not been on the podcast, but I, he definitely will be. And we, he's the person who I did most of the uh clubhouse sets with over the extended period of time where we couldn't do shows. Now, if anyone's been tuning in for the last, you know, three or four months or something like that, maybe even a little bit longer back, maybe six months, um, there was a time where I was doing one or two clubhouse shows per day and some Zoom shows and just trying to keep the ball rolling with the whole uh, performance and and trying out bits and all that stuff. Um and one of the alternatives at the time, which is still there, I don't use it at the moment because uh, I'm focusing on the the real life events and so on. But maybe there is a place for it still. Anyway, I digress. It was also very useful doing those uh, comedy sets every day where we weren't actually doing sets, so to say. That's actually a misrepresentation of what it was. There was a little bit of material, but it was also more just being in the moment and just zinging and zanging together we were just hosting a room often we'd have at least one to five comedians who we knew either from the city where i live or ones who we met through the the platform and then a whole bunch of audience members would come and we would invite them to the the the, the stage area of the room and then we would talk to them and get the ball rolling and see what they're all about and answer their questions and just trying to keep a kind of comedic funny uh, uh, zinger vibe 
and it went really well. And I, I feel like I grew so much in that time as, as far as learning what it is about my, uh, day to day that, that, that tends to be, uh, like interesting and comfortable in the moment and not worrying too much about what I'm saying, about what others perceive of me, about how this is going to be received or what's the next thing I would say. And there was just a few times where we were just talking about random stuff and all of us just being really open and honest and it, it just starts catching fire and you realize, wow, some of these silly thoughts that I had and these experiences that I've had and um, my opinions on stuff, like there is some kernel of truth and and funny and therefore funny in there so it's it's just your job to get out of your own way and just to allow that to 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 filter through and not to second guess and not to to worry and all of that kind of put me in good stead for what's happening now which is where I'm seeing that pan out finally on stage um egged on by this awesome uh couple of long conversations with another close friend and uh uh comedian buddy so um uh the game show <laughs> like billy Connolly over here the game show is uh is going to be starting soon and it's a cool venue one that i've done a lot of shows at before um i built a good relationship with the booker and the manager of the bar now and we've got one show confirmed for early august and it feels great, especially because this show is something that has had two uh, events so far. Again, during the um, restricted time, let's call it, I did a couple of filmed game show events at my flat. <laughs> just a small number of people, a bunch of cameras, and we just played some board games and did some challenges and we had the this kind of comedic spin on it and the idea is like to recreate a sort of Nickelodeon silly jackass kind of vibe for this uh this game show with a bunch of uh funny people in the room most of them comics one non-comic just really open uh uh extroverted fun people and uh then uh, we we filmed it. We had a good time. It was good fun. There was some hot chilies and cold showers and push-ups and all kinds of shenanigans. But um, the editing effort was actually huge when we started kind of nailing it down, like what actually needed to be done. It was a lot. Both of us were skinned at the time. Both of us are still skinned now. So it's not really an option to make those something that we want to make at the moment. We could outsource it, but again, that will cost a little bit of money. And I know from my own experience working as a freelancer, it's hard to find good people who you can rely on, who can do things well, and they allow for revisions, and it's not, it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. And uh, they're not just farming it out to someone else who's even cheaper and more uh, far removed from your, your work. So, um, you know, part of this whole thing is to create a vibe on this show, is to kind of get the 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 niche nailed down we've got a rough infrastructure a rough idea we have a couple of episodes now that we filmed indoors with no audience and now instead of focusing on editing these episodes and kind of figure something out with what we've filmed we're going to use that as some uh, uh a little mind to create some ads to create some video footage ads for the show that's going to be this live event at a venue 
So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. We're doing like a co-host project where one of us will be um, warming up the pr crowd and getting everything kind of moving along. And the other person will be the one sort of reading the challenges, interviewing the uh, contestants, and uh, we'll just be bouncing off each other and building on that vibe, that chemistry, that energy that we had built up over several months doing shows almost once per day. Sometimes more, sometimes a bit less, but a lot of shows, a lot of online shows, a lot of online chats. Um, he's also someone that I had a, a couple of uh, very intense spiritual journeys with recently, let's put it that way. And uh, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. So we're, we're buzzing and uh, all the artwork is ready. The events are live. So it's another challenge to, to market this thing properly and to get the right kind of target audience in the room at the same time who are going to vibe on this show and have a good time and uh, definitely want to keep that ticking along and I will keep you posted, of course, with how that's going. So I guess we're kind of hitting the theme of this week, which is get out of your own way. Just allow things to happen. Don't focus on the fact that uh, this is me talking to myself. I'm, 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 documenting this as much for me as I am for everyone else listening. I don't want anyone to think that I know all the answers or that I think I know all the answers or that I believe I know all the answers. I'm more certain that I know almost nothing. And all this is, is like a, uh, a single dude's attempt to circumnavigate those waters of knowing nothing with what little I do know and what little I have experienced in, t in the grand scheme of things and sharing that with whoever will listen and hopefully gain some value from it. Um, so that's all this is. That's what this show is all about. And uh, I'm very, very grateful to have you here. And I guess it would be rude at the moment because it's been a few weeks since I've done this, but we're going to have a little bit of a cat update. So... People who've been listening to the show as well since um, January this year. I adopted a couple of kittens in the flat and they are now well over a year old. They are getting much more settled. They have these different personalities. Like I've said before, one of them is much more... Um, uh, it's even changed since, I guess, the last update. I mean, one of them now, the, the girl, she's very um, cuddly and warm and loves being um you know stroked and touched and 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 picked up and and moved around and <coughs> they both kind of follow you like if you go to another room they'll follow you and just kind of hang out and one of them will will come probably a little bit closer to you or make little noises to get your attention very very like quiet little uh purrs or and the other one will, uh, it's a bit, he's, he's a bit more like active and running around and um, he, he wants to be near you, but he doesn't want to be stroked and kind of, you know, overly petted. You can kind of give him a little scratch behind the ears once in a while, but he wants to chill unless he actually comes right up to you. And then he's really intense. He does this kind of kneading thing on your stomach, like pressing it down. And he's sort of in like a weird trance it's it's really bizarre and I feel like uh, I read it I read into it a little bit and apparently it's got something to do with they're like searching for their mother's milk and this is something that they do to get their mother's milk they like push on the mum's belly um, so 
I know that I'm playing a very specific role in this cat's life. And I feel like it's a uh, uh, responsible and, um, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to give him this because I know that he's feeling like he needs it. He's in this little trance, he's buzzing, he's happy, he's purring. He doesn't purr very much, but he's purring like crazy. And then he walks away and he's all kind of like weak at the knee and stuff. I'm like, what was that? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a, 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 it's a strange energy to me because I'm a, a human, obviously. But I can, I recognize that there's something going on there. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing my duty by allowing him to have that little moment. Um, and yeah, they're both an absolute delight. It's amazing if you haven't got two cats and you can have them and... Um, you know, you've got the, the time and the energy to, to take care of them and to uh, clean loads of shit and piss. And luckily it's all in the litter, of course, but it's definitely something I would recommend if you are thinking about it and you're willing to kind of commit and to, to stay put for a little while or at least take them with you if you go somewhere um, for a long time. Um, you've got a network of people who might be able to jump in and take care of them if you need to go somewhere or whatever. If the circumstances are right for you and you're not sure about it, get it and get two because they can hang out with each other and it's really cool. You see them living little lives and experiences and playing and going on little adventures around the house and fighting with each other and like having these sort of like semi-sexual encounters and then back to fighting and then playing and stuff. And all of that is stuff that we, we as humans can't give them. So I think it's really good that they have another um, cat in the house. And uh, that's, that's basically the cat update, really. I've become a crazy cat person. And um, I kind of unapologetically love it. I mean, they're fucking awesome. It's a huge plus in my day, having these little critters running around. And uh, they, they're, they're so well acclimatized, they're so acclimatized, acclimated, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. They are comfortable, they're ready, they are um, in their routines, you know, they've got a room where they sleep in and there's got loads of space and all of their, everything that they need, um, that, you know, they have the whole living room all night and then... I open up all the doors and they're completely allowed to walk around through every room except one. And they respect that one room rule now. Like at the beginning, it was quite hard when we were in that room for them to, to leave you alone and not kind of want to come in. You know, they would hang outside the door and scratch on it and stuff. But now they don't even do that because they understand that even though we're in there, they are not allowed in there. They, they get that now. Um, and it's taken, you know, six months to nine months to really, really get that going. But you just need to commit. If you want to have a little space in your room that's just for humans, I think that's absolutely vital. It was one of my conditions when we got the animals. And uh, it's worked out really, really well. And I would recommend anyone to do that. And coincidentally, it's my friend who um, I'm starting the game show with that advised me that. He had dogs at one point and he said, bro, you need to put a boundary between you and your animals in your house there has to be a time where you're alone from them and he wished that he had and he hadn't so um i took that piece of advice immediately so guys thank you very much for tuning into this episode of question this life 
I really, really appreciate that you're here. If you're someone who's coming back and listening to the episodes every week, it's really, really appreciated. Thank you. Um, I hope you're finding some value from the show. And if you've just listened to your first episode, thank you. And please go back and have a look and listen to some other episodes. There's loads of topics to get discussed on this show. Um, me, myself, and also with some weird and wonderful people from within my life. So, guys, all I've got to say is one more time, thank you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all of those amazing things on whatever platform you found this on. Get involved. Thank you so much. Catch you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved.